Welcome to the Committee Society's first monthly external enrichment transmission internal negotiations gathering or meeting. <laughs> we will use this broadcast to update you on all the important goings on in the Committee Society and to show you the work we're doing and the people involved. In our endless search for efficiency, we split the attendees into two teams. Each will have five minutes to prepare a presentation on our discussion topic, then one minute to present it. Whichever team does the best presentations will receive a pay rise of one pound. So, our two teams this week. Team one, calling in from the York Conference Room, we have... Hello, my name's Gio, and I am the advisor for containment breaches. Hi, I'm also from York, apparently. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm from York. Hi, I, I'm Jordan, and I'm the vice president. Hi, I'm Rachel. Uh, I represent the Syndicate of Stevens. And calling in from the near Bath conference room, we have Team 2. Hello, I'm Will, and I'm the head of Complex Graphs. Hello, I'm Amy, and I'm the meme officer. And when you said from near Bath, I thought you were talking about me because I'm sitting outside my bathroom. And I'm Peter James. I'm the ambassador for Green. So eat your vegetables, kids. And I, of course, am Joe Mayo, the super president of the Committee Society. So without further ado, let's begin our first discussion topic. And, oh, and here it comes to the fact machine now. The topics for today's discussion are provided by our geography department. And so our first question is, as this is our first official meeting, it's important that we discuss how we're going to get ourselves on the map. That's our discussion topic. You have five minutes. Go. So I wow. guess the first question should be, which map? map? Yeah, what map? There's a lot of which maps. Map? I know. Oh, we're on the same wavelength. Perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of maps out there. Are we going like Earth map or Minecraft map oh. or like mm. Star Wars map? I don't even know if Star Wars has maps. Like, like, a, like um, one of them. Does. Like uh, a space map, like the star chart. Yeah, yes. or like in Among Us, <laughs> navigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we've got to settle on which map first. Okay. What's the strategy, Captain? How do we get on the map? I'm open to suggestions. But I'm, I'm suggesting declare independence with immediate effect. I'm suggesting we all go to Waterstones and pick out the most expensive map we can find and all stand on it. We can get ourselves on the map quite yeah, how, easily. Yeah, how do we do that? Just stand on it? No, if, well, yes. Or we <laughs> could works. just, well, actually, yeah, that's, yeah. That, then we would be on the map. Easy. Wait, if there's no time frame for this, should we just cause some coastal erosion and then over hundreds of years we will have affected the map in some way and get ourselves on it? We yes, uh, purchase but... very uh, large amounts of uh, carbonic acid and go to the Yorkshire uh, moors and cause a reaction that spells out committee society in the okay. rocks. Okay, I like You're... that. Maybe even go even long term and just not even bother with acid, but just move some rocks so that the landscape changes ever so slightly as it erodes away. It's hmm. it's the least amount of effort we can do. Or what if we time travel to put if... ourselves on the map? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we go back in time to like the first cartographers. When they were drawing yes. it. Like, yeah, oh, and we go right, right here. Right, you it. need can to you, put can committee you, society. Just like, hey, can you put this on? Please? Just, just send a photo of us three. Like, yeah, can you get us on there, please? <laughs> who? So who? I want to know, like, who made the first like world map? 
I would do a Google. Um, oh, that's a good question. Okay. Does anyone know how much the Maldives cost? I think we oh, should. But the, the Maldives are going to be gone in like 30 years. So they're going cheap. That's the plan. We buy the Maldives while they're cheap because they're going. And then we rearrange them. So they yes. spell out committee society in English okay. across the Indian Ocean. We use a okay. complex set of seawalls and groins. Or the worst case scenario, we invent charades a few millennia early. <laughs> we, we, we travel or, back in time earlier and yeah, change just the Greek the language map to be English. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And then, <laughs> and then we go into a new level right here, though. Yeah. yeah. It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, so then we can talk to the ancient Greek guy. I think we could probably sell Peter. Whoa, okay. whoa, you, hold on. Do you consent to that, Peter? Look, I'll the Maldives, I mean, they're practically giving the Maldives away at this point. They might be selling it for like three quid, three quid fifty, and a Snicks. Yeah. Snicks, Snickers. Which means that uh, when we sell you, we'll have left over for other projects in the future. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's an even wiser decision to sell you now. I mean, I've seen you, okay. Peter, and you've got great skin, and I imagine fabulous internal organs, and that's probably the most valuable bit of you. Screw the compass on the right-hand side. Now, now it's three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody knows who we are. And then in the year 1999, <laughs> Wait, we kept on. Like, I am I've born. I've seen you before. <laughs> you look familiar. <laughs> We've become <laughs> and they're like, holy shit, it's those people We've from become, the map. Yeah. This is the Snickers and Maldives paradox. We we need the Snickers bar to buy the Maldives. If we take one with us, it'll melt. Um, Are we going to... I didn't realise that we were going to use Snickers as a currency to buy the Maldives. Is that is that what they're... <laughs> is that the deal? That's, is? that's, that's the grand scheme. Is that you the international currency according to the UN now? Is that how bad it's got? Um, oh, uh, no. We'll just oh no, we have to go back. Um, <laughs> we'll just uh, go through our train of thought and try and do it. We'll, should we'll we, I think we should we should go chronologically. So we should start yeah, with the travelling back in time. All right, so first we'll go in order. Team one, how are we going to put ourselves on the map? We, okay. Okay. We yep. were struggling of first, like, which map to put ourselves on. Because, you know, mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of maps out there. Uh, but then we decided that, you know, cut, cut the bullshit. We'll just go back to the very first map created, mm -hmm. which was, did a quick Google. That was by a guy called Anaximander back in ancient Greece. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> we, have a, we have a problem there. None of us speak Greek. So... But we, but we realised that we could solve that problem by travelling back even further and subtly influencing the language of ancient Greece to when it is forming <laughs> to make it into English. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then traveling and, forward. And then we go forward. Yeah. And we meet an ex-mander and we're like, yo, bro, you know you're drawing that sweet ass map right there. Could you do us a real solid and just like add a drawing of us like onto the map? We'll all pose for you. Just like, add a little drawing to us onto like the bottom somewhere. Thanks. So then we are on not only the first map, but then all subsequent maps <laughs> across the generations, all cartographers will base their maps off of this map and it will have us and our faces on it. And they will think, oh my goodness, these prophesized people, who are they? When will they, when will they appear? And then in 
the year 1999 or 2000 or whenever we grow up our faces become the faces on the map the we're basically world. gods at this point the, the world's world been waiting for us this entire time every and time like, you walk oh, down the street finally here. <laughs> the faces turn it's him i've seen <laughs> them before <laughs> So not, so not only have we put ourselves on the map and every other map in existence, but we've also like created ourselves into some sort of deities throughout the years. So like, yeah. yeah. But then they realised that we weren't actually prophesized to save the world. We just we just some idiots. So so I just did a quick Google of a world map, and I can't see any of your faces on it. Oh, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We're working, we're working with the work, different work, laws okay. of time travel where yeah. like it hasn't happened yet. As soon as we decide yeah. to go how, back, then it changes. How practical do you think that is? Oh. Very. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, as soon as time travel is invented, we'll be all over yeah, it. Yeah. We'll be on our way. Yeah. To be fair, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that's why Italy is shaped like a leg. I think <laughs> someone had a... Hey, draw my leg. Actually, Wait, it's my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize this before. Wow, and neither did I. Oh, God, we already did it. Well, we already did it. I've seen Italy before. That's certainly a bold first presentation. But team two, what do you have to say? Okay, our idea is that uh, we don't have access to a time machine, unfortunately. But you know, we are about to enter a recession. So we, we're, in fact, we our main focus was uh do you know the island nation the maldives well we considered that we buy them and then move them out so that they physically spell committee society across <laughs> uh the indian ocean in english uh, and that way we will be physically not only on the map but on the globe which i think is one better because globes are spinning and everyone likes that <laughs> it turns out that the maldives uh, they're going cheap because they're going to be in, underwater in about 30 years. And the only real way, the only internationally recognised currency by the UN is Snickers bars. But we don't have any Snickers bars, so we decided to sell Peter James organs. Uh, <laughs> is he okay with this? It currently contains okay. several Snickers bars inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Man, whoever gets okay. a stomach is lucky. Yeah. So think about how many Snickers bars Peter James is equivalent to, and then we can just use those to buy the Maldives. Yeah, the, the idea is that the Maldives are really going cheap and they will accept anything. But to the people in the Maldives, Snickers bars are actually worth quite a lot of money because they just melt there, you know? Um, so we're going to, you know, travel over there with a few suitcases with some ice in them and some Snickers bars. And then we're just going to offer them up and say, hey, how about this? And they should turn them over because they're going to sink underwater soon anyway. But we're going to use the money so for the have Snickers. Snickers bars. <laughs> Look, you're not, you're not you're not new when you're sinking underwater. Yeah, you? you're not you're not you're not the Maldives shaped like the word committee society until you before you've had a Snickers. Oh my God. You know? And the, the science not, holds up. Like, the science holds up. I mean, we know the Maldives are sinking in the next thirty years, so it just makes sense. Given this is the Indian Ocean, do you think perhaps we could spell out committee society in one of India's primary languages as opposed to English? No. I, 
No, that, that I consider that we could we could have the most of it as committee society, and that's just how it would be known, you know. And then on the actual island, we'd have some kind of tourist information center, which is accessible to everyone from every possible country in the world to make it as accessible as possible, of course. But it's just also, it's just unthinkable to buy enough Maldives to spell it out in different mm. languages, really. Another the, reason the question why gave some flexibility. Another reason why it should be English is the only reason to be on the map is to show it to friends who bullied you at school. <laughs> and all the people who bullied me at school only spoke English. So if it's in, I don't know, some Indian language, and I point to the map, they're just going to say, what does that say? And then I'd have to get out Google App Translate and explain it to them, but it may it's not whole, translate all that well. Person, and yeah. by that time, they've lost interest. I, I'm very aware of the underlying of the underlying tension that's running throughout this entire discussion, which is no one has actually been bold enough to say what they think the main language <laughs> of India is, because we're all yep. quite white. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, mate, it depends It depends on the region. Hindi, Punjabi, it's all good. It's, it's time for me to make my decision, and I think it, it's a very compelling argument from Team 2 that, about the Maldives, uh, but it was also compelling talking about how much of a hassle... Uh, Google Translate would be, and also the tourist information center just doesn't seem like it's something we we really should invest in. Like we don't, we're not taking over the Maldives. Surely we're just moving them. So I think it would really be less of a hassle to uh, kind of inquire into how we might travel back in time. So <laughs> yes. this uh, this first yeah. one is going to oh, go yeah. to Team One. Yeah. 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 Possible uh, part of the way towards that pay rise. But we have our second discussion oh, now. Um, so excited. <laughs> Wait, is it a pound each or a pound split between us? Oh, we a split point between you. Damn it. Oh, not made I have out. At least I'll be getting paid. So, yeah. Well, we get now. The other times. <laughs> so, uh, our second discussion topic. The geography department are quite concerned about natural disasters and how they might affect us. So, they've given us a generous £200 budget. I'd like you to discuss how we can use those £200 to defend ourselves against natural disasters. Your time starts now. 200 whole right. pounds. That's a lot. <laughs> that's more that's than a, the that's one That's a pound big that number. That is a lot. Why don't we just take that and just... Yeah, can we just take it? I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm running away with that. See, Joe can't hear us right now, so yeah. we'll just agree that whatever bullshit scheme we're coming up with, that's like... That's, a, that's, that's what we're really doing. doing. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're really stealing it. <laughs> Yeah, we're all just picking that for, as our as our uh, as our currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, now I need to come up with a fake scheme. Yep. <laughs> well, right. they say that offense is the best defense. Oh, natural, so, natural disaster. No, like there it. was an emperor. There was a Roman emperor who decided to fight the sea. I think he was onto something right there. Yeah, I think. How did it go down? What, what we should. Yeah, what happened? I mean, how did it go? I mean, he lost because he was trying to stab the sea and the sea just kept coming. So no, nah, I think it's because he didn't have 200 quid in the bag. That... <laughs> yeah, I think he just didn't want it enough. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the website Fiverr? Yes. Uh, just Fiverr. for a Fiverr on this website, we can hire Britain's most famous squirrel yodeler. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, so, so how long would that squirrel yodeler be hired for? I mean, I, I presume by the way we remain to the website that it's for eternity. We've paid the fiver. We get them for eternity. Oh, for, with well, that, we can easily the convince the squirrels pounds? to come. Can we buy 40 squirrel yodelers for the rest of their Position lives? Position them around the country. There are 40 squirrel yodelers on fiver. 
Well, maybe around the world. Give them another fiver to uh, train more squirrel yodelers. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I like that. Then so we're going to have squirrel yodelers positioned. And then when the natural disaster happens, whether it be uh, a, a hurricane or an earthquake, the squirrels will deal with it in some way. How are they going to deal with it? Do we burn yeah. down the UK? Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I, don't see how, I don't see how this can go wrong at all. I mean... I mean, water beats fire, though, because if you put, if you put water and fire in the room together, only one thing is emerging, and sadly, it's not the fire. I don't so know. If I feel like if you have fire. enough fire... Yeah, I reckon enough fire would... Actually, true. Fire when you when you're boiling water in a saucepan, the water will eventually disappear and the fire will stay supreme. We just we exactly. need more fire than there is water in the ocean. Yeah, that should we be need doable. Enough fire, easy, easy enough. <laughs> you can't fight fire with fire, but you can fight water with fire. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. If we have enough, so we just need to figure out how to get a lot of fire. But also, you wouldn't want to kill a squirrel. You know, you wouldn't but have that is... on that con- on your conscience. And the grey squirrels natural disasters. have killed off care. almost all of the red squirrels. So they've got, you know, fire in their blood. They know they know how to kill off a group of species. You know, we entertained the idea of time travel, like in, in the last one. <laughs> how about back to medieval times when there were myths of dragons around and we just <gasps> get a whole fleet of dragons? Yo! Dragons are everlasting. Like, but the dragon- are, they, but do, are dragons real? I mean, what only one way to find out? <laughs> this could go wrong. Okay. This could go horribly wrong. Here's how we solve the climate crisis. We go back in time to before there was a climate crisis and stay there. <laughs> nah, too easy. It. We too easy. Repeatedly. We but just, there's dragons, that, close to this there's dragons back there. Much scarier. <laughs> okay, so we're going on the assumption that there are dragons. Oh, there's got to be dragons. There's been tons of myths about them. Yeah. There's no smoke without fire if you pump well, the problem. Yeah, <laughs> the but problem, they have... the problem we have though is there's no smoke for us. We need fire. <laughs> they have like fossils of dinosaurs. They don't have any fossils of dragons. Mm. Oh, I just haven't looked hard enough. Flown away. <laughs> I reckon if I gave too. it a couple of days I'd find one. <laughs> <laughs> and even if the the squirrels don't help, I feel like having hundreds and hundreds of squirrels is just a comfort, you know. I, I always yeah, feel comforted when I'm, when every part of my body is covered with hairy squirrels that are crawling all over me. I was thinking that the yodeling squirrels could really, all 40 yodeling squirrels could be uh, positioned at equidistant points around the globe mm. and they could each summon their team of squirrels, of local squirrels, um, mm. to go wherever they need to be. You know, there'll be like a whole battalion, you know. Yeah, it's fair. Right Forming a, a squirrel yodeling task force. Yeah. Is that the way we come to? I'm picturing possibly something out of the Marvel franchise, but they're all squirrels. All right, welcome back, everyone. So, team two, do you want to go first this time? Okay. Um... We th- we thought this has to be affordable. So we went and we looked at the internet website Fiverr, where... Uh, according to my calculations and my research, you can buy almost anything for £5. And we've got a £200 budget. 
So that means we can buy at least 40 things. <laughs> okay. And then Peter discovered something called a squirrel yodeler. And already I think that the world isn't worth saving because there are squirrel yodelers out there. <laughs> Which, But apparently this could help save the world. You see, if we have 40 squirrel yodelers uh, positioned equidistant around the area you'd like to protect... That means we can summon, potentially, according to the advertisements, thousands and thousands of squirrels. <laughs> of which there are many in the UK and beyond that we could summon to our cause. The ability to stop a natural disaster is a lot more is about prediction, management, but a lot of it comes down to security theatre. Uh, you want to feel like you're safe and you be the confidence to act when you feel like you're safe. Having thousands and thousands of squirrels at your command makes you feel safe. <laughs> yeah, safe. Definitely. And in certain scenarios, they can even form a giant wall <laughs> like a dam is about to burst. Thousands of squirrels. Hurricane, throw the squirrels in there. It will disrupt the wind. Oh my. I don't know if any of you have had any experience with squirrels, but they are surprisingly strong for such a small animal. And they will protect you. If the worst comes to worst, these yodeling squirrels, because you've paid them so well, £5 is a lot to a squirrel. And you essentially have hired them for eternity because Peter couldn't find any explanation as to the time frame in which the squirrel will be available to you. So you have these thousands, well, millions of squirrels at your disposal for eternity and they will protect you at all costs they would die for you these squirrels if you understand that <laughs> okay and the if they do die are a tough nut to crack but so use a squirrel if they do die i think that we could use dead squirrel matter to build superstructures to defend oh my ourselves God. Oh. <laughs> plus you've got a, forest a, fire. a very powerful argument from team two there but team one what do you have can so... I just respond real quick and uh, say that I, I once met a squirrel uh, when I was having a picnic outside and I had a bit of j uh, jam on my finger and I offered the bit of jam to the squirrel. And let me just tell you, the squirrels don't lick. They go for the bite straight away. I don't know if that's pro or against their argument, but that... I thought it was a good disclaimer. That's pretty cool. They say they're very strong. Their ability to defend humanity. And also, <laughs> that jam was probably poison and that squirrel was defending you. <laughs> Mm. Oh my god! From the jam, it thought the jam was blood. So they thought they'd okay, add to so... the they thought they'd add to the pile of blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can use the blood to put out the forest fires. So really, they're ah, <laughs> uh, of course. Okay, so our argument is thus: some people say that offense is the best defense. <laughs> and along these guidelines, we thought it would be best to spend the £200 you have so generously given to us on heavy explosives and weaponry. So that if the natural disasters come, we can just shoot them. Yeah, we identified yeah. that um, obviously the biggest natural disasters that we as a country face is likely from the water or the air being an island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know what's the opposite of water? Explosions. Fire. Oh yeah, explosions. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah at, the core, at the base of it, fire. Uh, so yeah, our, our main plan is to heavily invest in these massive weapons of destruction. 
Mm-hmm. But as a as a little side quest, uh, we already mentioned that as soon as time travel is invented, we're hopping on that bandwagon. And I thought a good uh, a good just insurance policy. I will be traveling back uh, in time to find dragons, uh, and we'll be using a fleet of dragons to aid in our mission. Basically, if, if they are real, if they're real. But I mean, there's tons if of myths about them, so no one knows for sure. Yeah, there's no way dragons are real. No, dragons are definitely I mean, real. Guess we'll find out, won't we? Has a dragon ever mm. bitten you? That's, well, well, that's why. That's why we're mainly investing in the weapons. In the yeah. eventuality that dragons aren't real, we will still I'm not, have yeah, the I'm weapons. not sure squirrels are real. I've not seen any proof that your squirrels are real, Will. So, <laughs> have you got any proof that dragons are real? I, I do have a, a question, which is that you mentioned that as an island, we're subject to the the water and the air. But what kind of elements are other land masses subject to that are very different from those? Earthquakes. Well, we're not a direct tectonic yeah. plate. We don't okay. really get like tornadoes or earthquakes. Actually, here. we do get and tornadoes. This, this is a, this we, is a true thing. We get a lot the UK of has the most tornadoes per square kilometer of any country in the world. Well, yeah. what? what? So they're just all air. up in the. Yeah. they're just all up in I've the sky. I've never witnessed a tornado. Yeah, no, they're they're all up in the. Uh, You're looking the wrong they way. Don't, yeah, oh, you need to look shit. up. All this time. I know. You don't see them because brave squirrels have jumped in there. I would just like to point out that if you're using squirrels to fight tornadoes, those little dudes are just going to be sucked straight up into the wind. Like, they're, they're not that heavy. You're going to lose them to the wind. You've never heard of flying squirrels? Yeah, you heard of flying squirrels. I mean, yeah, yeah, they can fly around. They're not going to do anything. Well, what you're forgetting yeah. is that tornadoes aren't really a problem because they're actually Wizard of Oz propaganda that you guys have all bought into. <laughs> I, I oh. don't believe in tornadoes. I feel like the Wicked Witch has got to you all. Oh, not again. Well, you know, you know, what we're to kill the Wicked Witch, the dragon. So, uh, I need to make my decision and. As convinced as I am by buying weaponry and attacking the earth, it does concern me that you are in part only, but nevertheless, you are still resorting to time travel a little again. And I'm worried that our time travel budget will not stretch as far as £200. It's quite expensive. So I am going to have to go for the squirrel mongers on Fiverr uh, as as our primary defense option against natural disasters. So a point to team two there. So that means it's kind of come down to the last round. So for our final discussion, all of you, I hope, will know about the Duke of Edinburgh Award, um, which involves a lot of camping and going on adventures and community service. As the committee society, trying to increase our prominence in society, we want to create our own equivalent of the Duke of Edinburgh Award that the youth of this country could take part in. Uh, And you've got five minutes to come up with that. Your time starts now. Okay. My first thought is that the most important thing for an award of this kind is that people have it. And therefore, we should make it as piss-easy as humanly possible that people have already got it without even qualifying. Okay. So what about what about something where you have to do completely mundane tasks? Like, I don't know, you stepped on a crack on the pavement, like a specific crack on the pavement. Mm. You... Um, slid down the banister 
honestly, or like you touch, yeah, you touch one of the railings on one of your stairs. You can tell that I'm sitting on the stairs at the moment because there's what I am looking at. Or like random little things like that, you know, or like played hopscotch somewhere or jumped on something and then you win. I mean, I never did the Duke of Edinburgh award. I did. Because I'm a I lazy did. fuck. <laughs> I did and I didn't so, like it. Yeah, I think we but should create an, people, an award. That the lazy re- people. Yeah, that rewards the lazy fucks like me. Yeah. Shout out to the lazy people. You guys yeah. rock. We just give it. You you sign up to the award and you're given a list of seven hundred and two things that you have no idea what they are, but you're just given yes. a little alert on your phone when you've done it. Yes. The seven hundred and two things. I mean, we haven't quite fleshed it out. I but, think you know the way to give our award. Um, some kind of significance is that we have to become the Duke of Edinburgh and I think the best way we do that is if we seduce the Queen we can st- are we certain wait who is the Duke of Edinburgh can we just do a Prince bit of Philip. research on this first it's Prince Philip we might... isn't it or is it maybe okay. Prince Charles we either seduce no, he's, he's the, he's the Prince or of get Rome. the Queen to adopt us uh, let's go with get her to adopt us because I feel like the seduction thing would just not work. Uh, I think she's a bit old for us too. No offense to the queen, love her and so all. She's too but... old for you. So I remember in the Duke of Edinburgh award, it's like you you have yes. to have. I mean, you you, to... you you did it. You explain it. You have to do. Oh, it was, it was a while ago. You have to do like an overnight hike with like five other people in your school, which sucks. Mm. Um, and then you have to do. I think it's. Uh, it's, it's like two months of volunteering, section. two months yeah. of learning a new skill, that two months of sport. Yeah, that was um, it. That was the, it. Was the sport that really that really threw me off? The break. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, your name for this though. The chilling out award. The chilling out award. <laughs> Chillaxing. Chillaxing. Well, it's the Duke of Edinburgh. So, what about the the, the Marquis of <laughs> the Marquis of Chillsville? <laughs> Chillsville <laughs> award. I like Chillsville. Chillsville award. <laughs> Beautiful. And should we have like sections like the Duke of Edinburgh does? Yeah. So. Okay. okay. So don't leave the house for. The, the 702 things that we have to do are the 702 things that the Queen does on an average day. Yes. <laughs> So, so she, yeah, she steps on like, oh no, because a lot of the things that she'll do will be like at Buckingham Palace. Mm. So unless well, they uh, you can't encourage tomorrow's youth to break into the Queen's home and like step on all of her tiles and things like that. It's it's but just if... the Queen's grocery list. <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> That's, the task. That's our plan. It's to help out the queen with just things she does. It's you think you're helping out the elderly, but when you turn up, it's Buckingham Palace, and you're just helping the queen. You know what? I think it, I think we should we should have skills, but like not physical skills. I think oh, like lazy skills, like managing to get the remote by not getting up off the sofa. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and there should also be a skill for. Like making a meal out of random ingredients yes. that you are left over because you oh. didn't go out and buy anything. Nice. Yes. Okay, we're moving okay. back in, team. I think clearly we've got. Yeah. We I need a name. 
The Sultan of Swindon Award. The Sultan, Sultan of Swindon, Swindon Award. Okay. All right, so it's time for your presentations. First up, Team One. What do you have? <gasps> That's us. So we were thinking how, well, you know, the Duke of Edinburgh Award represents, you know, being active, being like out there in society. We mm. thought, what about those underrepresented people in society who are just lazy? There's you know, no, there's need... no reward <laughs> for the people who don't get enjoyment out of going on a hike with people that you can only barely tolerate, and <laughs> you know, doing sport. Some people don't like sport. We need an award for the people who just want to chill out, and that's why we have created the Marquis of Coolsville Award. <laughs> 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 so similarly to the Duke of Edinburgh board, uh, we, we have sections so as you know Duke of Edinburgh um, it has a physical section volunteering section, skills section and the expedition section so we, we also have a skills section but our skills section you can only complete it if you learn a skill that enables your laziness so for instance managing to get the remote off the coffee table while remaining on the sofa the entire time Mm-hmm. Or throwing a piece of trash into the bin from the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, obviously that's like the progression. You know, you, you work at the skill, you get really good at it. And yeah, it's, it's a good achievement for you in that section. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. That's, uh, I've, I've, got an, I've got a question, which is quite important. Is yeah. the Marquis of Coolsville on board with this? Yeah. Probably. He's Jordan's close personal friend. I'm yeah, sure I know. I, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a cool yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. That's we, we, we should get him into the committee society. <laughs> um, yeah. If he's not, if he's not busy, so busy. I'm, sure, I'm sure he won't be busy. He's got this award after all. <laughs> mm. All right. What about Team okay. 2? What, what do you have? Okay. We would like to present the Sultan of Swindon Award. <laughs> it was originally uh, it has two sections it has a random skills section which is then followed by helping the elderly section in the random skills section there are 702 completely random things that uh, any normal person could do around the home such as Stepping on a crack between the tiles. Putting something in the microwave for two and a half minutes, but taking it out after just two. (laughs) Twirling the doorknob in the bathroom three times because you're not 100% sure if the door's actually locked and you're panicked that your family will see you naked. We wanted to create a ward where not only was it for people who aren't, you know, not we realised that none of us were actually interested in the Duke of Edinburgh Award because none of us did it. So we wanted to make an award that you were doing regardless if you knew it or not. <laughs> Our second plan is, this is the vital stage, helping the elderly. It's slightly misnamed. It should be helping the elder because there's only one elderly person in the, sque- in the scheme and that is the Queen of England and other places. And... Everyone who reaches that second stage will just help the Queen do 
her regular activities, you know, go down to the shops, because there's a lot of things she can't do, because she's the queen. I mean, she can't go buy a packet of cigarettes from the local corner shop, because she's the queen. That would, you know, the Daily Mail would have a dream day. Um, and one of the things... We also wanted to give our award some uh, level of legitimacy. So we thought we could replace the Duke of Edinburgh award by becoming the Duke of Edinburgh. And we, and the only way I could think of doing that <laughs> is to seduce the Queen and then marry her and then become the Duke of Edinburgh <laughs> that way. You know, knock Prince Philip off somehow, shove him down a mine shaft, whatever you want to do. But then we would become the Duke of Edinburgh. I mean, if anyone can seduce the Queen, will you can? This is part of the strategy. It's the Duke of Edinburgh award, and we want to become the Duke of Edinburgh. But as Uffa mentioned, the second part of the scheme is doing groceries for the Queen. That's a lot of ways to bump off Prince Philip. You may be getting her. You may be doing a local shop to Lidl, and you're wondering why the Queen is getting so much falafel. uh, Or anything. Although kind of like a pre-made stir-fry kit. But you realise that Prince Philip is, he really is allergic to green onions. So you go for the Thai green curry. And you make that. And then suddenly you are the Duke of Edinburgh. And old ladies love it when young people help them. So we're helping them. And therefore she'll instantly want to make us the Duke of Edinburgh. It only makes sense. And we all know she doesn't really like Prince Charles anyway. So you may be wondering, how is this going to work down on the ground? Well, every much like... The NHS COVID-19 app. Every young person, when they turn 16, will be forced to download a mysterious app, which simply says, Sultan of Swindon. You open it, and there are 72, 702 even, little dots on it. And they turn from red to green when you do... Any completely random thing, touching the How does it banister on the stairs. I don't know, calling up the mattress company to find out when your mattress is coming. Um, you plug something into the correct plug socket. You plug a, a USB in into a computer, the and it turns out to be the wrong way, and you plug it in the other way, and then that's the wrong way too, so you plug it in the first <laughs> way, and that works somehow. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> So nobody's really sure what these things are, and it is a complete surprise. So only a select few will be able to actually get onto the helping the elder slash becoming the Duke of Edinburgh stage. Mm. But if you do, you will eventually seduce the Queen, which is really the end goal. So is this, in the Sultan of Swindon Award, is the Duke of Edinburgh the award? (laughs) No. No, okay, I completely it's misread a, that. It's just a I, section I just, yeah. of it. Oh, it's a part of getting the award. I thought the reward was you get to become the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, but that's not important. It's really about how you've how you've completed all these things, how you've you know, helped out the Queen and her <laughs> you know, She's got house. a lot of important like, things to do. The reward is that you get to put Sultan of Swindon on your CV. It's, it's the, the journey, achievements the you make helping yeah, out the Queen, basically... killing Prince Philip, and doing all the other stuff that you were doing anyway. The current Duke of Edinburgh, the man we're trying to kill and then seduce his wife, uh, is the only <laughs> living person to actually win this award because no one's gone past that second stage up until now. So it's exclusive, it, which really sells it to the younger it's generation. It's exclusive they want, uh, and accessible because only one person's got it, but the road to getting there, very simple. I have so, a question. So I have about... a question. 
I, <laughs> I, <laughs> you go. So if you complete this reward, you become the next Duke of Edinburgh. Does that mean you're next to be killed? Does that mean someone has to then kill you to get the reward? You're learning life skills. You've become the yeah. reward. Now you've got to be prepared. prepared it's like the scouts, but this time you are actually have to, having to be You prepared. will always... Is there an assassin so wait, who came if... to clean the toilet inside the bathroom? Possibly. <laughs> who you knows? have to act around it. So if you become the Duke of Edinburgh and then somebody tries to become the Duke of Edinburgh and then you kill them... You, you retain your title. What happens? That's how it works. Uh, okay. I, it's really a free for all. Oh. I have the question that as soon as this podcast is released, are we all going to get arrested no, no, for no. treason? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just just like to say that I don't agree with this. Uh, yeah, I do not oh, consent to this plan. Sure, yeah, no, <laughs> Please I, don't I arrest me. Not my for team. the record. <laughs> Neither do I. I, I just, just wanted the dragon, mate. I would Curry like to say for the record that I do totally agree with <laughs> this. And Philip, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. <laughs> 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 no. Well, I I need to I need to make my decision now. Well, um I'm I'm glad that we that we've had these two very strong proposals. The was it the Marquis of Coolsville? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the I Marquis think originally, of I think originally it was Chillsville, but I said Coolsville by accident, so it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. It's chill. I want to get the title right. What's the official title? The Marquis of Coolsville, Chillsville. The Marquis of Coolsville. Oh, it's a double-barreled. It's, it's double-barreled. It's double-barreled. It's double-barreled. Yeah. Yep. So the Marquis of Coolsville, Chillsville um, award. <laughs> uh, I I think it's a very very strong proposal. Uh, I think it's very accessible for a large portion of the society, and it will really strengthen the CVs of lazy sods as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like self-care, you know. Yeah. But when when it comes to the Sultan of Swindon award. I, I'm a big fan of the idea of all of these uh, these smaller tasks where really the meta task is figuring out the tasks themselves. And that just kind of becomes the overarching task. And I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, of course you're a big ha- fan of that. I am a big fan of tasks. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I am concerned with the possibility of murder that has been floated. Uh, mainly it's because... not really a possibility. It's kind of the end goal. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's a huge part of their plan. And also because I'd quite like to get whichever of these awards it is, and if I complete one of them, then I'm I think I'm quite likely to end up dead. So, uh, <laughs> on those grounds, <laughs> on those grounds, I'm going to give this one to the Marquis of Coolsville, che- Marquis, the Marquis of Coolsville, Chillsville. Uh, you Yay! guys. Are the winners? Thank Congratulations you. to Team One. You have had a pay rise of, uh, yeah, you've had a pay rise of one pound. You can split that between you as you like. Yes, yes, uh, only a pound, not only the two hundred pounds from earlier. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's going straight into the. That's going yes, straight that into is, the of course. department's activities. Of course, that is of course yes. going that way. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you guys going to do to celebrate your your pay rise? Oh. I mean, I maybe buy some thicker mix with the 33p that I have. How expensive yeah. are Freddo's now? I, well, yeah, we can buy one Freddo. <laughs> we can buy a Freddo. Nice. <laughs> you can buy a Freddo. Buy. If, if you all Freddo. pitch in. Yeah. We have one like Freddo it. to share. All right, well, the first, like, 
congratulations to Team One calling in from the York Conference Room. Congratulations on your pay rise. But that's going to bring it towards the end of the committee society. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. If you have anything that you'd like to say in the comments, keep it to yourself. <laughs> if there's anything you found disturbing about the uh, uh, Duke of Edinburgh then please let us know <laughs> this podcast was made in association with the Exeter University Podcast Society so if you want to find out more about us or suggest future topics follow us on Twitter at Exeter Podcast or go to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash podcast society follow the Committee Society on Twitter at Committee Sock no K and email us at the committee society at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. Bye. 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 I'll find the guy. Well, if you're Philip, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>